You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. Aaron De La Osa. Ben Knight. Oh, wow. We're not even... That's how quick I, this episode is going to go this week. That's Knight Verbs says nothing. Yeah, they Come aren't... The chase. He isn't Aaron De La Osa. He just is. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> it, it, that's pretty much how it feels most days, man, to be honest. <laughs> I just follow the current editorial format, so... Uh... We made, I wanted we, to come at it hard, just let them know, like, hey, I mean business today, man. That's that's how much I like this episode. Uh, we we no may we may we we may <laughs> we may use this format for future episodes of of Arrow. In fact, where the uh, for brevity's sake, we'll just go uh, Anthony Lewis, Glenn Bovey. Episode was bad. See you next week. And well, know, you, uh, you need to trim that. To, I mean, I, yeah, that just needs to be Lewis just, Bovey. Yeah, yeah, just go last names only and just say shit, and then that's it. <laughs> just stop. And play some play some music at the end to 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 wane people out of the the. Episode. You know what you do is you need to play just clips of Stephen like Stephen Amell from his really dramatic scenes. There you go. That's really just, dramatic. Have, just drops throughout the show. I've realized we've, we're going to end up. This show is going to be like sort of the Greg Proop style of podcasting, where sort of twenty five minutes in, and someone goes, "Okay, we're going to start the show real soon." Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love this podcast, though. I really do. Oh no this this reminds me. Actually, there is a very similar podcast, although we were doing it before them. Uh, That's right, bitches. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Smith and Matt Myra do a podcast. Oh, never they, mind. Uh, Sorry, Kevin. Kevin Smith and yeah, so Kevin Smith and Matt Myra do this podcast where they uh, do commentary tracks over episodes of Frasier. Uh, except uh, they talk about everything else under the sun except for Frasier for about 15 to 20 minutes and then do the Frasier episode uh, eventually. And then even when the episode starts, they still talk about shit that isn't related to the episode uh, or anything like that. It's like a show about Frasier, but they never talk about Frasier, uh, <laughs> which I believe some fans of Frasier have also come down on them hard for. Unlike this show, where we mostly talk about Doctor Who, uh, it's just, except for this episode where, uh, we talked about uh, a bunch of other shit for about two minutes or so. Uh, by the way, this is a trend <laughs> I want to, I want to mention because, uh, I believe on the last flashing arrow podcast, Glenn and I talked about a whole bunch of other shit before we started talking about, uh, the episodes of flash and arrow <laughs> for that week. So those are some of my favorite shows. This could be, uh, this could be, a uh, a, a trend going forward. We'll find out. I don't know. Uh, so we're discussing series nine, episode four of Doctor Who called Before the Flood. This is the second part of a two parter. Uh, and because, uh, the Queen's interwebs is not working as it should, or at least it's so far, it's so far so good for Ben, but, it, uh, but it, uh, 
I think it's more proper to say Her Majesty's shit internet. <laughs> Her Majesty's <laughs> shit. Royal shit internet. Recognize. Yeah. Um, it's not, <laughs> it's uh, just to be on the safe side, I think I'm going to run through the, uh, the episode this Can you week. do it in a British accent, though? I can't. Uh, I can't even I can't even do Dick Van Dyke levels. I want it with a British accent with a slight touch of sort of Izzard intonation, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't even I can't even approach it. So I'm I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh all right. So uh, as I mentioned, this is uh the second part of a two parter, and uh it begins with our, our cold open is a bit of a different cold open than we're used to on this show. Uh, oh, where for real. It really does feel like the doctor is literally just talking to the audience. Like it's it's fucking Bill Nye the Science Guy or, or Mr. Wizard, at least from my time. Well, it's like where... the stuff they did last season, too, with like the build-ins for uh, yeah. a couple of his, of his other episodes. It's like they forgot they established that last season. They were like, oh, shit, dude, we got to get back to that. Uh, but essentially, the doctor explains what he calls uh, a bootstrap paradox. Uh, but, uh, science fiction nerds would know it better as a, a causality loop, uh, where he, uh, kind of does this story about, uh, a time traveler who wants to go meet, uh, Ludwig van Beethoven. And when he gets there to meet him, there is no Ludwig van Beethoven. Nobody's ever heard of this person. He doesn't exist yet. Somehow the time traveler has uh, all of these sheet musics and everything that he wants to get autographed. Uh, and he's the world's biggest Beethoven fan, yet there is no Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven. So the time traveler uh, essentially becomes Beethoven. But the question remains, how did the time traveler get the sheet music in the first place? If he ended up being Beethoven, that that is the loop. Uh, I, if you could do that with one celebrity, I, I think it would have to be like Val Kilmer, wouldn't it? If you could, I mean, if you could go back and become that celebrity, become Val Kilmer. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you could you could save him from the you could save him from the fat. Dude, this is sure. a guy who was pretty for decades. He got so bored of sex, he just started eating mounds of cheese and drinking wine. I mean, good for him, dude. His, his penis. He retired his dick like in his forties. That's respectable as shit. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be you know hung it up on a wall? Go as the killer. Yeah, he had it bronzed. It's right next to his fat mask going on his mantelpiece. That's right. It's in a glass case. Um, okay. Uh, so he, uh, he explains this to the audience and then in the most badass fashion possible plays Beethoven's fifth on his electric guitar, uh, which then also I should note, uh, usually we don't have to mention the opening of the show, but, uh, in this case, there was also a rock version of the Doctor Who theme that was played during the opening credits, uh, which people of course, uh, Mm -hmm. are now, uh, Figuring that it was probably even Capaldi himself who recorded the the, the chords, which wait, he was actually playing the guitar. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, he is. What? A, he is an avid guitar player. Yeah. No way, dude. For real? Yeah, I actually he, he was saw. In the band. I actually saw an interview with him where he talked about uh, how joyous it was to go to a guitar shop to pick out the guitar they were going to use. Uh, to be the doctor's guitar. Get the fuck out of here. That is rad, dude. Oh, I I love the guy even more now. I, that's awesome. I had no idea. Do you know what the band was that he was uh, in? That that may take the edge off. Was he in like Deep three. Purple? <laughs> no. Um, he was uh, in a band uh, called The Dream Boys. Oh, I love that name so much. Did, well, did they, they were a punk band. So... Kind of... 
Oh, how mercifully it was ironic. Uh, fa- fairly, fairly punk actually. Wow. You said the Mercy Boys. Is that what you? No, no. The, the you know you heard me right, even though you didn't think you did. The Dream Boys. The Dream Boys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> With um, great group. Uh, other guy off TV. Um, oh, Craig, Ver- Craig Ferguson, right? That's the fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he what? Was in, yeah. Peter Capaldi and Craig Ferguson were in a band together. Oh my God! Do they? Is there? Any, is there? Their music available online anywhere? I hope uh, so. I will get on that. Maybe. Oh my God! I have to. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Sorry, I just found a picture. How many it minutes is... in, and your mind is already fucking blown. <laughs> don't, blown. <laughs> don't, don't. However, don't Google image search the Dream Boys unless you're. Oh, I did. This just a bunch of shirtless dudes all greasy. <laughs> But I, I, I did find a picture of it. Wow, that is amazing. Oh my goodness gracious. There are so many dream boys on Google Images. They're so dreamy. Oh, my uh, God, dude. <laughs> look at these guys. They look like Mexican wrestlers. Like, you ever seen true luchadors? Like, oh, because, you know, they, those guys don't do cardio. All they do is just steroids and drink. So they're all like these big barrel chested dudes. That's what these look guys at look that. Like. Look at that hair that Capaldi is rocking there. They're like is... shaved down Hagrids, these guys. Look at them. This is, uh, listeners, this is on bbcamerica.com uh, <laughs> in the Anglophonia section. Um, go go check that out. It's an amazing what? picture. That's incredible. And they have a link to a YouTube video that no longer exists, which I'm guessing was footage of them playing, which is now uh, heartbreaking, of course. In many ways, that's probably... So they were a band for a good amount of years, though. Looks like it. They have yeah. They released an album, Bella Lugosi's birthday, The Outer Limits, Shall We Dance? I found a link to it um, at Discogs. <laughs> you could probably order this bitch. Oh yeah, I'm saving this. I'm ordering the shit out of that. <laughs> I like I, this show. I have a research. Record research like, oh, there it is. Look at this. <laughs> That's some research right there, folks. We'll 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 put this link up on the Facebook for you, so you guys can uh, enjoy Craig Ferguson and Peter Capaldi rocking the tits. Yeah, I just linked you guys to that, uh, the Dream Boy. I clicked on it immediately, list. like, I bookmarked it, I'm gonna download it, it's gonna be my ringtone, like, we are getting serious. <laughs> um, alright, uh, oh, oh I, yeah, anyway, Doctor Who, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so after the credits roll, uh, before, <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, okay, so he lands in the 1980s with Bennett and O'Donnell, this is, uh, yeah, before, before the flood, of course. Uh, ironically, also the title of this episode. Uh, they discover that the Tavolian Prentice is still alive. The writing has not yet been scratched under the wall of the spaceship. Uh, and the hearse is in the, uh, is in, is in the back of the spaceship still, uh, carrying the Fisher King. Meanwhile, Clara, Cass, and Lun realize that the Doctor's ghost is uttering their names instead of coordinates. Uh, the doctor contacts Clara and tries to reason with his own ghost. Uh, but uh, the doctor's ghost unlocks the Faraday cage, releasing the others. Uh, meanwhile, back in the 1980s, uh, before the flood, the Fisher King awakes, killing Prentice and writing the words on the wall. Uh, O'Donnell, Bennett, and the doctor flee, but they get separated and O'Donnell is killed. Uh, which we are... Which we are later, uh, which we are later given to believe the doctor allowed to happen, uh, if memory serves. Which is not the first time he has allowed somebody to die. 
won't be the fucking last. Just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, The doctor confronts the Fisher King, tricking him into leaving the church and the stasis chamber behind. And he uses uh, a missing power cell to destroy the damn wall, flooding the base. The stasis chamber opens in the feature to reveal that the doctor is the one who is inside. And the ghosts are sealed within the Faraday cage and the doctor and Clara leave. The doctor asks Clara who thought of what uh, program to destroy uh, or to program the ghost what to say, uh, drawing a, a parallel with the bootstrap paradox from uh, paradox from the beginning of the episode, which tied everything together nicely. I think that is the quickest we've ever gone through uh, an episode, uh, literally a paragraph. And I cheated and used Wikipedia. Um, ben, would you care to elaborate and give your thoughts on this episode? Um. All right, well, it was the most old-fashioned style uh, Doctor Who episode, I think, since the reboot. Right. Um, the, the moment where you suddenly get the weird sort of uh, proper nostalgia moment for me was when... Oh, right, it's really great explaining Doctor Who episodes, isn't it? It's yeah. when they return in the TARDIS to um, effectively the same time as they're already there, and they're parked in the TARDIS around the corner from the other TARDIS, and yep. Capaldi has to avoid... Um, him seeing himself um, that yeah. moment where he then says well what do we do or something to that effect and the doctor replies um, we hide and they run off sort of stage left and there's <laughs> right. this, this weird uncomfortably slightly a, uh, sort of a beat too long shot of you know basically a TARDIS parked outside an old building right. and it was just this beautiful moment of yeah that, that could have been any doctor back to number four of I mean it's achingly British sort of <laughs> clunky uh, and i i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say i presume <laughs> that that was deliberate rather than um just a shittily put together episode because i'm afraid there are some elements of this episode which did rather smack of shittily put together episode but i think that bit was deliberate um we i think in venice on the last show we pretty much called most of the bits of this story uh without sort of getting into the ones that were impossible to call so the doctor was obviously going to end up in the in the sarcophagus wasn't he um and stuff like that so uh it had it had some weird moments it was a it was a bit of an odd episode i thought uh, did you i I take it you spotted the uh the easter eggs this time anthony uh well i spotted one doctor who related easter egg but otherwise no i did not if there's a if there was a lot more and if there were more no no no, it was the same ones it was whether you saw the whether you saw the star trek characters on the wall this time Oh, I, no, I wasn't even looking. That was a really that. long shot of it as well. Oh, well. Uh, no, sir. I Fuck did not. I guess, this is two weeks in a row. I, did you, Aaron, did you spot these? You went on the show last week. Did you Did you pick all the Star Trek uh, references up in it? Uh, just like one or two. You guys are way bigger fans than I was. But I remember just kind of giving the beats like, oh, dude, you know, like trying to point <laughs> it out to my wife. She's like, I don't. It's like, okay, I know you don't know Star Trek. <laughs> right, she, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get her to do Star Trek. That's the one she's. That's what she's holding out on. Everything else is fine. Star Trek, she's like, I don't know. It's like, eh, it's, it's That's a pass. Yeah, no, Ben Ben explained to me last week that one of the doors had uh, 1701B on it, which is the oh, registry, no which is the registry for the second Enterprise. The yeah. if you ever watch Star Trek Generations, the one with Kirk and Picard in it, uh, Enterprise B would be the one that was just partially destroyed near the beginning of that movie where Kirk dies uh, for the first time in that movie. Uh, and uh, you've got a really huge one of the, the three, uh, the blue 
gold and red uniform guys on the deck of the yeah uh, the, the the ship on the wall and the mural. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that one. I mean, uh, it's, there was some there was some weird shit in this. I mean, there was the my favorite line I think of the whole thing is the the thing from O'Donnell uh, where the Doctor's trying to um, sort of establish where they are in history when he goes back to 1980. So O'Donnell says, "What year are we in?" And he says, 1980. And O'Donnell says, so pre-Harold Saxton, pre the Minister of War, pre the exploding and a big bat coming out. And he (laughs) says, the Minister of War. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'll find out soon enough. Uh, So, and soon enough, I'm guessing maybe this series. Who knows? Yeah. uh, I have to say this this episode kind of left me feeling a bit meh about the whole thing. Peter Kay was uh, not Peter Kay, Paul Kay even. That would have been a whole different fucking episode. Um Paul Kay I thought was underused as Prentice. Yep. Um you know, he, he's, he didn't do he's anything so, really. But yeah, he's so much better than that. I was so excited on last week's show. I said, you know, it's it's Paul Kay, that should be good and it kind of wasn't. So, eh, meh. I, I, there's nothing I'd like to expand on the bits. I don't think much made sense. People were bitching this week, saying, "Oh, well, what? Hang on. Oh, now there are ghosts." Well, actually, there's been ghosts in Doctor Who for a long time. There's been various explanations over time, but generally speaking, Cyber. the one that's well, well, yeah, that was the most <laughs> most recent one. Wasn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. ghosts can uh, Barbara something. Winter. Yeah, I remember that. Get out of my pub. Um, <laughs> but the. No, the, the the usual thing is psychic projection or psychic uh, residue or whatever else. I, I mean, yeah, wibbly wibbly timey wimey. Uh, ghosts are not a new thing in Doctor Who, and I didn't think that was a huge departure here. I didn't think that there was much sense made in terms of why uh, the the Fisher King. We didn't really explore much about his character. I thought he was a bit kind of. He it looked like an he looked like an Iconian from Star Trek, rather weirdly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have I thought, the, stuff I thought the, the effects they did on that guy were super cool. I just wish his mouth, uh, you know what I mean? Like it looked more kind of like, I, I guess, people-ish. Like it moved more like what you would expect a Doctor Who mouth to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it mean, was a really cool getup what they did with that guy. It was really, really cool looking. I, I agree. I, I like the I like the look of the Fisher King. I thought uh, it was like, you know, Del Toro-esque. I guess, yeah. and the and the creature design. I mean, it's not like it, to me. It's not as good as the the teller was last season. Uh, uh, that was an amazing creature design. Uh, this was still really cool, and it the the funny thing is the the face to face shots. I was like, yeah, that's okay, I guess. But the profile shots of them on the from coming at them from the side. Holy shit! Did that look cool? Uh, the uh, by the way, that was a uh, uh, Slipknot guy's contribution to Doctor Who. He did the voice of the Fisher King with well, obvious modifications and whatnot. No, he, he only did the the roar of the Fisher King. Is that voice. all he did? He did not yeah. do the voice. The voice was Peter Serafinovich. Um, he, he of what Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I can't remember which Star Wars was he in. Phantom I just, Menace was. I just assumed that Phantom if they Menace. brought, a, I just assumed that if they brought him in, they were just bringing him in to, to do the voice. But it's it's even funnier now that they brought him in just to do a metal scream roar thing, and then yeah. uh, modified it or whatever. But then I P- Peter Serafinovich did a better voice in fucking NTSFSD SUV than he did in uh, this. I I really had to say I was fucking underwhelmed with how kind of thrown together parts of this episode felt and that was one of the things that seemed 
wrong. They they had a really they had potential to have a really good iconic character they could come back to there. Instead, they left a kind of half built character that they didn't really explore that looked kind of cool, but that was it. Um, and had a fantastic actor who you know, was kind of pissed away in terms of what they used him for. I really am kind of down on this episode. I'm just really, I hadn't realized they, how much they waited too long to kind of introduce the Fisher King. Like they could, if they gave him a little yeah. bit more time and flesh him out a bit more, it'd have been, you know, probably yeah, I, mean, they, I mean, they didn't introduce him until about halfway through this episode. And this is right. like a part of a two parter. Uh, Aaron, what were your thoughts on before the flood? Uh, you know, like what Ben hit at, you know, it did feel pretty old school. I, I just love the fact how, you know, as it was, as the Fisher Kings explaining everything, doctor was just like, ha, bitch, I knew it the whole time. And just, you know, that was it. It's like, okay, that's, he could have done that shit like 15 minutes earlier. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just loved it. Like there was no, you know, no need to do anything else. He was just like, ah, called it bitch. And then, you know, he rolled out. He, it, it was, uh, it was kind of refreshing for once just to have him cut through all the bullshit and just like, okay, solved it, you know, done. Yeah, problem, uh, problem you know, not as good as uh, as last week's. I thought it, it was it. It felt just kind of let down, like they were not really that they painted themselves into a corner, but they were just kind of stuck there. So they were just like, ah, we're just gonna blast right through everything. You know, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, I mean that's what it it, it felt like to me. I like this episode. I, I didn't hate it or anything like that. But no. the weird thing is, I'm with you, sir. I liked last week's episode better, and that was the first part of the story. I know. That wasn't even the conclusion, and I liked that episode better. There was It was spookier. They had some stuff you don't normally see in it, like brutal deaths. You don't see that a lot in, in Doctor mm. Who. Uh, I liked the, you know, the tone. We uh, Ben and I, I think, gave it uh, fours last yeah. week. Um, oh, yeah, which, by the been... way, is that what you've also given it, Aaron, as yeah. well? before okay yeah. i need to mark that down for posterity's sake um the only other there was a by the way another reference that i noticed but it's a fairly common doctor who reference which is uh the doctor's amp was a magpie electric oh, yeah. amp, <laughs> uh which i believe the last time we saw that was what the the idiot's lantern i think the Matt yeah. Smith episode mm-hmm. uh but apparently according to the interwebs uh the if you're looking for it anyway, you can find the magpie shit everywhere. Uh, people yes. have them as televisions or microphones or you know whatever the case may be. They're they're kind of all over the place. So it's a fairly common thing. But I noticed that right away. I'm like, oh shit, that that thing from that episode that I watched once. Um, otherwise, yeah, there is not a lot. To, I mean, you, I kind of agree with combined everything you guys said. They're the Fisher King was again cool looking, but eh, they introduced it really late into the episode, and they didn't really do all that much with it. I'm not I'm not clear on who or what the Fisher King really, really was is. or is or yeah. well, they're they're, they're kind of like weeping angels where they use people to to store up their energy in order to right. Well, sure, I get that, but why is he? What, is is he the the king of them? Are they the fishers? They sound like a a family who live in Shoreditch. Yeah, um, I mean I, Fisher King sounds like they just play folk music on those little minstrel guitars. Fisher King sounds like the winner of a Bass Pro tournament, where you know, <laughs> like oh, a bunch that. of bunch of old white guys in their fifties out on boats or whatever, and whoever catches the biggest fi- congratulations twenty fifteen Fisher, Fisher King. king. I mean, the thing is as well, there's some lines in there that suggested that he is from one seriously fucking badass race. He describes the Time Lords as, his words are, cowardly vain curators who suddenly remembered they had teeth and became the most warlike race in the galaxy. This fucker knows the Time Lords. He knows 
uh, he, he's obviously contemptuous of them. Yeah. Um, so who the fuck are you, dude? There was, oh, yeah, we're not going to find out now. I mean, that was I, a great I think, line. I think we're going we're, we're gonna to see the Fisher people back again this season. Like We'd maybe that was a quick way just to intro them to be like, hey, you know, there's some serious shit going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was... it seemed like a lot, a lot of buildup just for just for them to throw it away in like fucking twenty minutes, pretty much. Yeah. You know? And that 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 does kind of make it a little worse as well. That it's like here's it here's some very interesting dialogue that I'm going to say, and now I will not elaborate it on any further. And now I'm going to die. See you later. <laughs> it was just like there there was definitely the setup for more interesting things to happen. But you know, as Aaron stated, they introduced them pretty late into the episode. So either this was really poorly constructed or they have plans for that race going forwards at some point so so it didn't do peril as well as the previous episode and it didn't do comedy as well as the episodes before that no um i mean the i mean this is a fucking sign when you've got paul k as uh you know a, 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 i suppose a principal character in an episode mm-hmm. and his best gag is something on a business card um, th- this was the yeah the, the may the remorse be with you thing that he had on his business card for the funeral thing. Yes. Um, probably the only bit of humor involving him in the episode. Um, that's a sign that it's either been wildly miscast um, or it's it's just been thrown the fuck together. I, I, I have to say I am utterly be- underwhelmed. Well, I mean, and when you have a two parter like this, you're obviously cutting things and to to make everything fit together. It's possible that he had a bigger role mm. that was then drastically cut down on and but that's not how they that's not how they write doctor who these days surely i mean this is a you think so? I, think, I think we're gonna see him again they, they gotta be popping up again like ben the, the point you brought up about the shit he was saying it's like that's right he was saying like you know he was basically that the time lords were were dog shit you know what i mean it's like mm. this it has to come back up it just it's, yeah you it's, don't get a fucking smack the time lords and then go well who the fuck are you oh it doesn't matter never mind bye now right uh, that's just that's just too fucking weird. Yeah, it 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 definitely seems strange. Like it's got to be coming back. I I hope so. I'm don't get me wrong. I do love the 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 nostalgia parts of this episode, and there were some some really nice nostalgia elements to this episode. And I've always appreciated the fact that I I have a feeling Capaldi is bringing a lot of those to it rather than, or maybe he's inspiring a bit more of the nostalgia stuff to the episodes. But sure. that that doesn't take you away from the fact that. You know, you've you're probably the you know the biggest show on the BBC right now. Um, act like it, uh, yeah, otherwise, right. you know these these ratings will drop and you'll be reduced to doing either a, a you know McCoy era sort of disappearance, or you'll end up doing this new format of you know little mini series. And fuck, it's too soon for that to happen. I'm 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 not ready for Capaldi to disappear if, except for once a year. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a. Uh, an epic mistake and Americans are already having a hard enough time dealing with uh, the really long breaks in between these series anyway and shortening it even further mm-hmm. uh, would uh, would create chaos over in this country sir would uh, you might as well just elect Donald Trump at that point because because things won't get any worse Fuck. Uh, you... <laughs> well, we've had chaos here. We've we've introduced a mandatory five pence charge for carrier bags, and as the Daily Mail said the the other day when it came in, um, that they were predicting check out chaos. Uh, from, uh, seriously, Wait, so you, you guys are gonna start charging people for grocery bags now? Yeah, that's because they're made of um, plastic that doesn't biodegrade oh. for fucking years, oh. and 
people go, oh, I'm going to the shop. Let me see. Let me, what do I need to take? Oh, nothing. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, let me just throw this. Seriously, it, fucking 5p. Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland have had this for ages. But no, England's had it and we're like whinging like a little bitch with a skin knee or some shit. So um, it's... Uh, Stop it's, whinging, uh, bitches. Yeah, seriously. Let me speak to my fellow countrymen for a moment. Shut the fuck up. Um, and take your own bag with you, you asshole. Sorry. <laughs> this has been a party political broadcast for the... Uh, I don't know, whatever. Alex just came back from San Francisco and brought with him... Um, not like as a souvenir, that would be fucking weird, but just happened to bring with him a grocery bag for him, I think, a Safeway or something. Um, and... He he contemplated why the entire of Europe isn't using easily biodegradable yet still really quite sturdy uh, paper bags. Can you give him a reason? Uh, no. Good. There we go. <laughs> By the way, uh, for people wondering, uh, five pence uh, in the UK is slightly under a dime here in the United States. That's eight yeah. cents. So that is... Uh, eight cents a a bag, which means in order to spend a dollar, you would have to have at least ten bags worth of groceries, uh, <laughs> and that would cost an extra one American dollar to you. On but it's course checkout chaos. Chaos. Uh, <laughs> so little money, but chaos nonetheless. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, scores for uh, before the flood. Ben Knight. I'm terribly sorry, but um, we're now going to quarters aren't we so this is going to get a two and three quarters from me and it's going to get told to pull its fucking socks up wow and and a sock hiking uh, yeah i'm in a bad mood aren't i this week uh <laughs> aaron uh, what would you give before the flood i gotta go i can't go any higher than a three a good conscience is just uh, I, uh, it's only the three uh and not two and three quarters along with ben because i, I they have to use the Fisher King again. Like there, there, there's way too much they left hanging there just to toss away like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, same here for me. A three uh, for the episode. Uh, but I will second Ben's uh, motion that they hike their fucking socks up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I second that motion. Uh, so that, that's gone. It, it turns out who Maisie Williams, like you know, did whoever she turns out to be, it could be the deciding factor if their socks are indeed uh, pulled up or not. I mean, well, I mean, well, savior of uh, yeah, and also actually, Daniel O'Hara and Toby Whitehouse, just go away and think about what you've fucking done. <laughs> go, <laughs> go sit in the corner. Yeah, go to your bedrooms. Go put your socks down, bitch. <laughs> what uh, are so much hate mail? <laughs> before we talk about, uh, before we talk about the next uh, episode, uh, uh, Ben, do you have anything in store for? Are we going to do another round of how much does oh. Doctor Who oh. thing on eBay cost? Yeah, we fucking are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm uh, looking I'm forward just, to that. I'm just currency converting one of the items at the moment. So carry on with. <laughs> oh, we're, uh, we're not, we don't have to guess in, uh, in British pounds anymore. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. But one of okay. them's in US dollars, so I need to. Oh, oh no, okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, do you want to do? Do you want to do that, or do you want to do the next episode to allow people to fuck off if they don't want to play the eBay game? Oh, fuck them. We're we're rolling through it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna if they want to hear us if they want to hear us muse on Maisie Williams' character for a moment. They're gonna have to wait. That's the main event. Yeah, you gotta put up with this. Yep. Okay. Um. Right. We'll go with. <laughs> I'm gonna do it in a random order. In fact, no. Fuck it. I'm gonna win with that one. Right. Okay. So it'll be best of it'll be best of three. Right. So we're... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got three this week, and I've I've got some belting things for you here. Let, let's just check this out. <laughs> right. So 
uh, as always you will hear uh, the description from an item for sale on ebay uh, it will be limited to items that have a buy it now price and that price will be in gbp um, the closest to that price uh, wins and any clarifications required from the description will be given here is your first item Doctor Who TARDIS projection alarm clock police public call box. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, product description, yeah? Yep. Uh, TARDIS projection clock with alarm projects the time and Doctor Who logo onto a wall or ceiling. The front oh, LCD... man. Oh, you haven't heard the best bit yet, baby. The front LCD clock illuminates blue. When the alarm goes off, the lantern light glows blue. Requires four AAA batteries, not included. How much is this bad boy? I have the Dalek version of that clock, actually, the projection clock. Um, so I'm going to guess in British pounds, we're going to go $24.99. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say $19.99. Prick. <laughs> Did he, hit it? he hit it on the nose, didn't he? He got it. It's fucking bang on the nose. Shit sandwich. Damn it, Tony. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this like on the fucking prices right when you guess it like right on the top? Uh, that means I win this clock, right? Is that how this works? I yeah, think you, why not? If you, you go to eBay, this, you, ben, you can ben win it going, for your very ben own. Is going, ben is going to buy it. Ben, ben will buy it, and then he will sell. It, he will send it to me. Uh, which will so we'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, <laughs> so it was nineteen ninety nine, right on the dot. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Good. Guess, um, ben. For That's people who. For people who are wondering, by the way, why I'm reading out the ridiculous titles, it's because people put fucking ridiculous titles on eBay for, uh, eBay for stuff. Um, <laughs> you don't know how to use keywords, so we're just going to put every word in the title. Okay, so uh, that's uh, that's a good that's a good solid point. Now this one's going to be a little bit more tricky, I think. Um, but who knows? Let's 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 just see how this works out. <clears throat> Doctor Who Tardis wheelie bin sticker and Doctor Who sticker pack. Uh, description <laughs> TARDIS wheelie bin sticker house number indoor C pick that doesn't really help you let me tell you. oh yes it does so hang on let me just pause there so the picture of the uh, the TARDIS that goes on your wheelie bin um, where the... ask, what's a wheelie bin it's got to be a garbage can on wheels right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's a sticker a... you put on your garbage can yeah like a 20 litre um, okay. you never sort of have outside like yes. maybe yeah, yes. yeah okay so and oh, the the your house number can go on the bit oh. where you know the sign on the outside of the door that says police yeah. public blah blah blah. That's where the house number goes. I can't so, believe this is a thing. This is incredible. So it's a TARDIS yeah, yeah. decal for your trash can. I only, yeah, I only find okay. you the fucking best things. Right. So TARDIS wheelie bin sticker house number in door C pick blue. It's darker than on pick. Message me the number you require at checkout. Also looks great as wall art. Doctor Who sticker pack. So times five stickers, die cut in blue, a darker blue than in pick. Pictures pack shows stickers with application tape over them. Right, that's because the well, presumably people are fucking idiots. Um, the three stickers, if this is going to adjust your price, so you've got the main one on the front of the bin. Don't forget, so that's the the TARDIS with your number. Just let her know at checkout. That's all she wants. It's not unreasonable. Um, and then you've got the other three stickers. One is the Doctor Who logo with Doctor Who either side of it. Uh, the next one is I'm a Whovian, where the H <laughs> is rather amusingly a TARDIS. Um, and then finally, uh, Hello Kitty, where underneath it says Hello Doctor. Nice. So I mean, this this is I is mean, this, this is 
this is a thing. This is a this is a lot of. Is, bang- this, is this some Etsy shit or is this like officially no, licensed by the BBC? Oh, let's let's not get into the legalities of that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put this out there and assume that this is probably not licensed by the BBC. I don't okay. think the BBC are big on licensing bin stickers, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So a, uh, a, a decal for your trash can. This is, right. this is sizable. We're talking about 20 litre um, right. wheels yeah. and shit. So, you know, this is good. And don't forget, personalised, just, just remember to give her that number. Come on. That's a fair request, yeah? Just give her the number at the checkout. Anyway, sorry. How much? Uh, let's start. Who went first last time? Uh, you did, Aaron. So, Anthony. I did. Oh, my goodness. Uh, considering that this is not a licensed product and it is homemade, presumably. Or, or you could say, you know, limited edition designer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is all speculation. This is clearly speculative. Uh, we're just guessing that this is not licensed. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, knock on your door, person in Kidderminster in the United Kingdom. I mean, normally, if I, fi- I figured if this was like a licensed product, it would be relatively cheap because even even big decals are not particularly expensive. Um, yeah. Although, then again, I'm thinking of like the Fathead product here, and those things are ridiculously expensive, and they're just big wall stickers. Okay. Um, All right, show you're working. All right, go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm I- <laughs> I'm putting way too much fucking thought into this. Is what's going oh, yeah. on right now. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, fifteen pounds, even. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That'd be a bargain, but yeah, all right, okay. Mm. Uh, Aaron, and th- there's five sets of them. You said. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't want to hold that out as being correct, but that's certainly what the description says. Doctor Who ah. sticker pack X five stickers. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. Okay. The correct answer. I can hear. Can you hear our listeners screaming along at the prices? I can. Um, or it's our neighbours having a fight, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> the correct answer is £8.50. You need to yeah. order oh. right now because these are going fast. Uh, I look for underneath it. Underneath it, it has the, you know, sometimes the standard fixtures of an eBay page just leave you wondering. So under this, it does say, have one of these to sell. Sell it yourself. No, I don't have a set of fucking bin stickers. You <laughs> well, for eight fifty, you can. <laughs> well, that's that's true. I could mark it up and sell that shit on. That's um, right. In fact, I'm going to do that in a minute. Now, I think I've probably saved the best or last. <laughs> that's hard to believe given this last one. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can get much better. Okay, <clears throat> the final one. So this is the tiebreak. In fact. <clears throat> Doctor Who TARDIS serving tray with handles, brand new. Because <laughs> I fucking hate secondhand serving trays. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, okay, the product description. The TARDIS tea tray is, well, a serving tray version of the TARDIS. <laughs> is it, wait, wait a second there. Is, is, oh, is, it, is it red as you just read it where it goes? Oh, it's, that it's is best. how it's read. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. I my love it already. questions are here. Um... Yeah, so so I'll, I'll just read it again to make sure I'm I'm putting the right inflection on this. <clears throat> and I should point out this person is taking this shit seriously because TARDIS is written properly. Um, the TARD, sorry, yes, the TARDIS tea tray is well a serving tray version of the TARDIS. <laughs> the TARDIS tray is made of durable melamine and measures approximately fifteen and a half inches wide by eleven inches tall. This item is brand new, never been used. That's good. 
Oh, I've just seen, sorry, slight sidetrack is I've also just seen the fucking best Doctor Who product ever underneath it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Save that well, for next week, perhaps. So distracted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see this thing. This is good. It's uh, This is a licensed product by the looks of it. Um, <laughs> yep, it is. It's got a BBC little wraparound over it with the word tray usefully appearing in the item description. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know what Trey was. Yeah. Uh, although I do notice it's made for the American market. There's a chance. Um, oh, that was unfair, wasn't it? Now, that was, that was harsh. Right, so this, which you could, you could actually literally buy this yourself in America and have it there, in fact, by Monday. For American oh, Tea Time, which... Uh, yeah. If memory serves, uh, we replaced about seventeen eighty six. So wasn't it? I was gonna say. I, I think we replaced tea with Budweiser, a Red Bull. Yeah, some shitty incident in Boston. We don't speak of it. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, you fuckers! You didn't think I'd find out? <laughs> Fuck your tea. <laughs> late, late review. Worst, worst fucking sign of defiance ever. Yeah. Right. That so. <laughs> you are a little late to the game with that review for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm all about the late reviews. Um. <laughs> In a little while, I'll tell you what I thought of The Wizard of Oz. Right, so, the Doctor Who TARDIS serving tray with handles, <laughs> brand new. Uh, who went first? Uh, so, uh, Aaron. I went last time, yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. TARDIS serving tray. Um, so, it, it's proper size. Like it, it can fit like the, the kettle and some cups. Do you need those dimensions again? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. Um, I'm going to say... By 11 inches tall. Okay, that, I'm gonna that's say... strict accurate, is it? Because that's not 50, that's not eleven inches tall. That would well, be a box. It's not a fucking. It up, if you have it up, up on the side to measure it, then it's tall. <laughs> yes, I mean I know it's a TARDIS, and therefore dimensions are complicated when discussing it. But presumably, it's anyway bygones. Um, I'm yep. gonna say eleven ninety nine. Hmm. Um. And this is, is this the product that you had to convert from USD, right, into... It, it is, it is. Uh, I, I, I'm, so you know, so you don't think there's oh. any thuggery shenanigans or tomfoolery. Um, I'm using the eBay uh, approximation that they put underneath the uh, the original currency. I see. Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with my number. Yeah, because yeah. I've got to imagine, like, the price gouging of the United States market, but at the same time... Uh, I have to remember that the British pound is worth more than the United States dollar. So even though I want to think high, uh, in the British pound, you would be paying less. And I did muff up the fuck out of you on the first game of this, didn't I? With the yes. last item. Mm. Yes. Uh, I really do find it kind of baffling that they're marketing a, a tea tray to Americans. Because that's <laughs> totally not a fucking thing here, but... It's not even a thing here. <laughs> totally baffling. Yeah, but at least you can pretend, right? Like it's a. It used to be a thing a bit. It's a test. Can you imagine Maggie Smith walking in in Downton Abbey carrying a Doctor Who fucking card <laughs> serving tray? Because if not, then frankly, I won't have that in my house. That's right. Same here. Uh, you better hope that show stays where it is. I mean, <laughs> it could happen. I'm going to yeah. say. 22 pounds. Damn, dude. That is uh, pricey as balls. Yeah, well, well, serving tray. Yeah, okay. Well, you think that's mad, Aaron. It's melamine. <laughs> it, it, it is fucking melamine, after all. Um, and we all know what that means. Uh, 
Come on, QVC, give me a fucking job. Uh, okay, no, so the answer is... Aaron wins the week. It's twelve ninety four. Oh, wow! So Ooh, another bargain. So that's nineteen ninety nine in US dollars. One hundred percent positive feedback for that seller. Well done, you. Well, I eagerly await my TARDIS alarm clock. Uh, I wonder if this person. There's a good chance. That, so this is a US uh, vendor, and they're obviously, you know, I'm guessing they're a um, Doctor Who fan. Either that, or they hate it, and someone's bought them a shit tray that they want to get rid of. Um, <laughs> But this is somebody in, let me see, hang on, in Boise in Idaho. Boise. Oh, Boise. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. The way I pronounced it sounded more fun. Dude, seriously, uh, I'm going to call it Boise, <laughs> Idaho from now on. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh, tremendous. People yeah, say, I, I can, Illinois, isn't I, it? I can just imagine some... Attention LA and San Francisco, Boise, Idaho is the new place. <laughs> I can just... <laughs> You I can guys just need to Im- run that bitch over. I can just imagine uh, an <laughs> Anglophile living in Boise that is just, you know, like, what do you want for your birthday? And they're like, I want the most British thing you can find on the internet. <laughs> and the most British thing they can find is a tea serving tray with a Doctor Who logo plastered on it. Hey, look, that's what it says on the fucking tin. <laughs> Dude, they probably got a whole batch of them from Thailand, you know what I mean? For like $1.99 each. Uh so oh, which out of these items, I think I think we did this the last couple of weeks, I may have forgotten last week, which out of these three items do you want? Uh, legitimately, I would totally actually have the TARDIS clock. I, I don't have uh, a, a garbage receptacle big enough uh, for the Doctor Who decal. Is that your, is that your only block to having the uh, the wheelie bin sticker? Quite possibly. I mean, if it is big <laughs> enough, I'm, I may put it, like, I could, if I could maybe talk to Jen into letting me put it on our bedroom wall, maybe. Well, I was about to say, because if you do remember from that description, also looks great as wall yes. art. That's right. It actually says also looks great Vaz wall art, but I... Oh, I'm my gonna... God. I was going to go with the bin stickers. Well, that's sensible because the blue is darker than on the pick. And I believe it is cheaper as well. I think that was the cheapest item. Uh, it, it was, yeah. The thing, that I, the thing that I wholly fucked at was the um, Tiny Titans uh, version of Missy, which I saw at the bottom of the screen, <laughs> which is just fucking awesome. There you go. I've sent you a copy of the link to the wheelie bin. Um, you, you, you need sir. to just buy Oh, dude, sh- yeah, that's cool as shit. I would oh, my yeah. oh, my goodness, yes. But my our house numbers are way too big here in America. Like, that, that that's not going to work. I'm shocked they did not that's joke true. that it makes you... I'm shocked that it did not note that it does not make your wheelie bin bigger on the inside. Oh, look at that. You figure oh. they would have gone for that joke, right? But yeah. is that but too American that- of a joke? Is that not reserved? I, know. I, I think that would be fine. I, I think the person who did the description of the tray, um, I think they might have done that you know if yes. they were such a wheelie bin because they they punctuated uh, the fuck out of the delivery of that they knew that i was going to be delivering this and they write these are basically vo notes right yeah. uh, Hello, steven so there? okay so we're about to uh to wrap things up and uh head on out and uh await uh this week's episode but yeah i'm watching doctor who i tell you that before we do the bar is quite high right now because these next two episodes are the Maisie williams of game of thrones fame episodes Mm -hmm. and uh i i have read at least this is uh i'm guessing this guy who's on this message board read this from another website but did not link the article for which it is uh ripped from it was just in a spoilers tag 
but uh, most of the spoilers I ever see about Doctor Who that come out usually tend to be actual spoilers of things that actually happen in the episodes and aren't trolley things. Uh, so with well, big... did you guys get the the preview uh, like thirty second preview thing that appeared this week? Uh, it is on the YouTube's, I think, but yeah. I not see it. Correct. Uh, is there anything of note in that YouTube video? Um, or that video? Mm, nothing. Nothing jumps out as sort of being amazing. You know, amazingly sort of. And, well, nothing seems there to deliberately tease you. Anything Maisie Williams related in the video? Oh yeah, well she's she's in it, but you still don't get um, much uh, much beyond the fact. There's obviously some sort of. Uh, connection though you know there's obviously more to her character being in it than um do they do they mention her name because that will uh that 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 could confirm or or disintegrate my my source on this um bear with me uh don't think so no because according 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 to this spoilery tag she is a viking girl named a shilder we know and, she's a Viking girl. I know yes. that much. Uh, named a Shilder, and she is a new character, but new characters are put in quotation marks, which means quite possibly she's a, that she's, she's the doctor's a, daughter. She's that she's a, you know going to be a doctor. Which which means in fact that if, if if that is in fact true, then she is not a new character, and it's just uh, a moffeting. You know, kind of how the the master wasn't actually the master until he opened the fob watch and then he's the master. Mm. She, well, she refers to being part of Doctor Who in the present tense uh, in a couple of interviews I've seen this week, which given mm. that the rest of the interviews she does, uh, she talks about having, you know, having had fun doing it, having done this, 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 this talking specifically about that. And she's always said uh, this specific, you know, two-parter. But then when she gets on to, um, she said, oh, it's been really exciting working on Doctor Who. Uh, and I'm glad to be a part of it now, which I, the way she said it in one of the interviews did sound a little bit like, you know, possibly either returning or, um, or maybe sort of longer term character, possibly. Sure. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, we, I mean, we'll see. It is uh, the, the trailers for this season and the way that they, especially the way that they did it in the trailer, because the trailer footage of Maisie Williams, especially the stuff that got people talking uh, was deliberately put after the title card. It was like Doctor Who, and then it was like the post-credit scene where, holy shit, it's Maisie Williams, and they seem to know each other in some way, and you know, like that's gonna spark. I mean, maybe it was done that way to intentionally spark discussion, uh, but I would think it's a little bit of bullshit to kind of lead them in that direction to be like, oh, it was actually nothing at all. Uh, you mean a just, double Moffat? Yeah, we just yeah double Moffat. We just wanted you to speculate, and it's nothing at all. To me, I, although I was telling Aaron, to me the real double Moffat at this point would be if she was in fact a new character, because I'm expecting her to not be a new character, even though yeah, that's agree. all they're saying. She's is the that, doctor's daughter. Um, <laughs> I, 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 well, again though, that's one of these things that I'm pretty sure someone from the production said definitely isn't the case, but then. You know, that doesn't mean shit either on this show. Yeah. Um, I know that she did say in one of the interviews, uh, I think it was the week before last, actually, um, and she was saying that 
uh, there was some, you know, some big sort of secret that she couldn't say about, and they, they, there was some, you know, basically they were trying to get out of her, you know, will you be able, to, you know, will you be able to talk about it after these episodes have aired? And she said, oh well, you know, you never know when things are over, do you? And then there was, you know, she was going on about working on Game of Thrones and being careful about talking about who had died and who hadn't, because again, you just never know. So she's well practiced in, God you know, right. not giving away spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. She's been doing Which is this for fair years. comment. I was about to say, she knows how to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We're going to, I guess we'll, I guess we'll do it now and hop out on a limb because I'm going to put this show up as soon as we're done recording it. Uh, Aaron, uh, go out on a limb here. Who is Maisie? Well, you don't even have to be specific, uh, but you can be specific. I think you've already tried actually very obviously to be specific, <laughs> but it, it can be just, it can be as vague as, uh, new character or returning character? What do you think? Doctor's daughter. Okay, so returning character. <laughs> uh, for, and, I mean, look, people have also uh, have made it very obvious that uh, Stephen Moffat seems to have this desire to also wrap up uh, loopholes within the yeah. show's canon, and he has done a lot of that in his tenure of you know, wrapping, you know, what happened uh, between the TV movie and the reboot. And, uh, you know, he's, he did a ton of shit to just, just to wrap that all up. And that did need doing though, in fairness to him. It did. Absolutely. Um, and he did a great job. Even though they, even though they tried to make the doctor half human when he was on Fox. Well, yeah. Although, do you know, yeah, there's sort of Vulcan shit going on there. It all got a bit confusing. That's Rupert Murdoch for you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, exactly. I blame him. Um, so. And also, yeah, stop, stop subscribing to National Geographic. Anyway, um, <laughs> that fucker owns that now as well. The bastard. Oh my god. I uh, know, uh, but no, it's um, it was it was a good. Th- and I have to say, to see um, Paul McGann getting to appear in you know proper beyond any doubt canon TV. The Night of the Doctor, Who, yes. Ha- you know that that was so and overdue. That, and that was great as well. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, Ben. So this is the hill you're dying on as well. Uh, yeah, returning, returning character for sure. Um, but uh, I think Moffat's a little less obvious than that sometimes. Although I'm now thinking the Master and Missy. But anyway, um, I think returning character, and it's going to be s- something slightly obscure. I would guess. More I'm not quite sure why. Well, hang on. You've got to remember. You've got to wonder. So she's a Viking girl from wherever the fuck she's from. Yeah. And she is either just about to be introduced to the future and to space and aliens because we know that the village is being attacked by aliens in this episode. Yeah. Um, and she seems to be sort of leading them. So sort of warrior like. So either she. This is where she starts on her arc of whatever she's about to become that we know her as, or you know she's she's traveled here for this purpose if she's traveled here for this purpose doctor's daughter is the obvious answer i suppose mm-hmm. um if this is the start of an arc for her ala davros in the first episode. yeah then i i really don't know because i'm trying to think who the fuck that could possibly be that's going to be someone really obscure right i mean ron but the ronnie is a is a time lord so yeah yeah no, fig- absolutely you'd, you'd figure young ronnie would be hanging out on gallifrey and that viking land yeah asgard or wherever the fuck they are in this episode and also little known fact she's also um patsy stone's sister yeah anyway fact uh i mean sarah sarah fernowitz he's married to a chick from coupling right uh possibly and he (laughs) marries sally from that show ben's like i don't know 
No, I don't know. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. Unfortunately, Sorry. Ben does not remember everything about British pop culture. Well, why not? I watch that shit all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I'm... I watched it when it was on. <laughs> I, I feel like for the right. sake of I feel like for the sake of democracy that I'm going to just go with new character and that he's going to. To me, that's the double Moffat. To me, it's not a double Moffat as she turns out like he was lying this whole time and it's not a new character. It's a returning character. But to me, I'm assuming that it's going to be a returning character. So I would be surprised if it was actually a new character that has no prior history, at least to the television viewing audience. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to go with that just to be different. We'll see how it turns out. So at least this way, one of us could be wrong uh, mm. when it comes to uh, next week. And considering that I've lost... Considering this is the third week in a row that I've lost this Doctor Who eBay game, I might as well lose this one as well. Uh, Hang on, how did you lose it last week? You were playing against yourself. Well, I was playing against myself, but I believe I overbid, I think. Like, I was yeah, above chalk, the price. Fuck it, choke it up as a win. Why not? Right. That's not a win, You're sir. You're American, man. We don't lose, motherfucker. That's, that's... <laughs> look, look, at it, look at it as um, that particular episode was the sort of eBay game equivalent of the World Series. That's like that's like playing that's like right. playing rock that's like me pay, that's like me playing rock paper scissors with my five year old and just doing rock until she gets paper or something. You, along you lose at that too, huh? Uh, most of the time, actually. Surprised. So. It's like whenever I see someone lose at playing noughts and crosses, I can't help but judge them. <laughs> All right, so is that, uh, is that how you guys say tic tac toe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Okay. Sorry, Sorry I was I like, "Shit, I don't know that game at all." I forgot to translate it. Um, oh yeah, before before we go, just a really quick one. On the end of the last uh, main show, you were pondering the Sherlock Holmes uh, Christmas special issue. Uh, was there any? It wasn't discussed on air, but is there not a possibility that um, they are somewhere where there is a Victorian theme to something, like whether it's a film or TV set? Or, did, we did not well, consider it, it looked like the whole town though like you know all like well, yeah. all well okay but there's, there's a there's a place called beamish in the north of england um which is an entire town it's it's a tourist attraction it's an entire town where everybody there is dressed in victoria uh, yeah. period i can't remember exactly which area it, area it is but yeah it might be victoria um and you know no one breaks character and yeah. shit like that lots so of shine like, your shoes sweep your it's chimney. like when you got a tombstone like around here these days there's still those dumb shit hicks and cowboy hats and Fucking, and, you know, and when you go to boys in Idaho and everyone's wearing leather chaps and you know, boys uh, Idaho, that is yeah, how that is. Some yeah. oiled up there. Yeah, yeah. Like big so anyway, that's they're, possible. They're, they're shaved Hagrids there. They're just these bears of men. Everywhere. <laughs> Everyone cosplays as the village people. Uh, yeah. Well, it is fun to stay there. That's right. That's what I heard. Yeah. Mm. You want to rent. You don't want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll be back. Uh, for yet uh, the start of yet another two-parter next week, and if people want to uh, really lay the blame on Stephen Moffat, is a co-writer on this first episode here. Um, this episode, weirdly enough, I believe this is the first two-part series where the writers for the episodes are different. There are two: uh, Jamie Matheson and Stephen Moffat did uh, this episode, and uh, Catherine. T is it Trigena? Trigena? I think it might be Trigena. Uh, yeah. is the uh, the writer for the second half. Uh, and this is the only episode, by the way, in which this is the case, uh, are, are these two episodes. So <laughs> just saw that picture. <laughs> I, I was subtly getting to the fact that next week um, is Doctor Who going out on Halloween. No, not next week, week after. Um, so the second part of this, 
I wonder if they knew that it was scheduled for a Halloween release, in which case I wonder if there's a sort of an element of that to it, which is why, it, listen, as I've just sent a picture of me with the mouth from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it was a <laughs> I, subtle I message. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we got the scores, right? Yeah, we got the scores. Yeah. Uh, all right, so for Ben Knight and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with Series 9, Episode 5 of Doctor Who, The Girl Who Died. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.